Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hi everyone, how are we all going? I hope you're well, and if not, at least you are here. So, as I am writing this, um, so my podcast has got nearly 100 downloads, yay! So I have been super excited about that, and when you're actually receiving this, it's two months out from the actual release date, because I am doing the Life Coach School Certification. I am literally right now, as I'm recording this, about to start this on Monday. I am so, so excited. And like, even before that, I got an access to a whole heap of things on the website, uh, all these like new ideas and concepts. And I'm just, I'm so excited to share them with you and then go through this and yeah, just keep going as a coach. So today I wanted to go through some really key concepts that is basically, it's going to shoot your understanding around thought work to the moon. And it's super important when I talk about sitting with emotions and it's going to feed on to a lot other episodes that I'm doing. And that is the topic of buffering. So I talk about this a lot in nearly all my episodes, But I realized I haven't actually gone into the detail of what it actually is and how it actually fuels our unintentional models and how we also use it all the time in society to avoid our feelings. So buffering is defined as a lessening or reducing the impact of something. So not internet buffering, but I could totally find a metaphor to suit that. So in this context, buffering is basically when something has happened, when a circumstance has come into your life, it has caused all these thoughts, you're getting all these feelings, these feelings are unpleasant. Say, you know, it's just making you feel like shit, maybe something has happened at work and you don't want to sit with those feelings. So you use something external to distract yourself away from experiencing that. Now, if you've listened to the other episodes, you will know that that does not work, period. Two things. We cannot be happy all the time. It is literally not possible or feasible. I will be doing an episode on that. But here's the thing. Nothing has actually gone wrong when you do feel like shit and you have these negative emotions. Secondly, When you buffer, you are just diverting your attention away from feeling shit for a temporary amount of time. Because in society we're taught to fear all negative emotions, we try to feel better. However, instead of actually dealing with the thoughts and feelings we're having at the time, we're just using something that's so much easier, whether it be, you know, food, sex, TV, alcohol, and it again just takes you out of that feeling. But again, it's only temporary. And here's the issue. Buffering isn't lessening the impact. It's just making it so much more fucking worse for you because your limbic system is now fucking pissed off. You're not listening to it. It is freaking out 
and it is going to get worse. I talk about this in, I think, one of my like second episodes around processing emotion, like kind of like a house fire. You're either in the house fire and you're just like, oh my God, this is terrible, or you're buffering, i.e. you're running away from the house fire and you're running through like eucalyptus trees and those trees are catching on fire and it is roaring at a pace coming to get you. It's going to basically bite you in the ass. Short story, buffering is just a way for you to procrastinate from your feelings. Think about it. You don't want to sit with all this negativity. So you procrastinate, i.e. you scroll mindlessly through TikTok, Netflix, and just hope it goes away. You're just diverting it. You eventually are going to have to deal with the thoughts and feelings at the time. And I would say for most of us, it's not very healthy when we do have to deal with it. Typically, it ends up being burnout, complete emotional exhaustion, coming to an absolute breaking point and a breakdown because your limbic system is like, again, you are not listening to me. I'm just going to go off. And sometimes you can get to a point where, like me, you were doing all these nervous poops because your body's like, you're not listening to me. (laughs) We are in danger. (laughs) So what's happening is you're having all these shitty thoughts about yourself, you know, about your job and life and whatever's going on for you. Then you feel like shit. You're depressed. You're angry. Again, no one wants to sit with those feelings. And because of that, of course, you naturally want to escape out of that. So you're turning to an external source to make yourself feel temporarily better. And here is the issue. You can buffer with absolutely anything. Exercise, alcohol, sex, porn, food, video games, cleaning, Netflix, TikTok, even work. Now, this isn't to judge you because what I see in my clients and my colleagues is it's like, well, you know, I'm not drinking a bottle every night. And I'm like, no, instead, from what I can see, you're working until 10 p.m. at night. You're completely exhausted because you don't want to deal with your feelings. And then you just pass out and you do it all over again. Even virtuous things like exercise can be used for buffering. So I love video games. I have a PlayStation 5. My partner built his computer. In short, we're nerds. I enjoy playing video games and I know sometimes I use it to buffer. Like if I don't want to feel a certain way, I actually usually will play a specific game, Crash Bandicoot series always, (laughs) because it brings up nostalgic, happy feelings for me of, you know, when I was a kid. Now, I'm not saying we can't have fun or that we, you know, should sit in the fire, i.e. just sit boiling with all these terrible emotions. But so many people don't realize they're buffering with all these other things. So what I mean by that is you might not be overeating or overdrinking, but I know a stack of people who overexercise or overclean. Like there are a lot of people I know who are really into cleaning and not in the typical OCD sense. It's just you can see the pattern that happens when you've had a bad day or issues are going on and then all of a sudden it's like they need to clean the house. The reason I'm bringing this up is because humans, again, humans can use anything to buffer with. And I hear the same story every single time. Like I remember back in the day, Back in like the 2000s and 2010s, 
health shows at the time were like, video games are ruining the future of our kids. Firstly, I play video games and I believe I have a very successful life. But again, I want to highlight humans are meatbags that take in and process things around them with their brain. We can use anything to avoid the actual situation at hand. And we see this same consistent story throughout history. Society will place, you know, good or bad moral value on certain evolutions and changes and new things that have come out at the time. So I saw an article, it was on Reddit, right? And it was just going through all this stuff. And you go to the very start of it. And this article was released in the 1800s. And it was called the evils of novel reading and the absolute pandemic of kids reading books and how it weakens the eyes and they even talked about how they believed these these certain dime novels which were like cheapish novels that kids could read were the reason that two kids had shot someone where have you heard that story before around how a movie a video games, etc., were the reason that a person did X. It's the same human story. We're always blaming something on arbitrary objects for the world's problems. You know, like, this is why kids are addicted to so-and-so. No, humans, humans will use fucking anything to avoid their feelings. If you go through this article, it talks about in the 1950s when... Mo- like not mobile phones like the hand I want to say handheld phones you know the phones where you had to like spin the dial and everything when they were introduced it was like ruining human connection the article was talking about how like people were addicted to ringing people on the phones and like no one was seeing anyone anymore hello same story with social media news flash it's not the objects <laughs> it's not the iPads it's not the the food it's not television it's human beings we have not been taught how to sit with negative emotions like you cannot tell me like okay yeah there is definitely more opportunity now to buffer i 110 percent agree with that and it's a lot more consumable like it's like takeaway for humans brain like what am i going to use to buffer with i got a computer i got an ipad i got a television i got tiktok like all these different things but again back in the day like you could use anything you could use anything to buffer with you could buffer by walking if you wanted to it's just any way to distract your mind now here's the thing the action isn't actually the issue obviously when i play video games clean whatever your mind is naturally distracted It's just, what about the times when you're doing it without even knowing that you're buffering? Or do you potentially want to stop and you actually want to choose a different action and just feel that overeating, overdrinking, overexercising is really the only way out or to feel a bit more normal? It can also start to feel like an addiction because you just keep doing the buffering activity and it actually turns into a habit. You're building a new neural pathway, which is, you know, when I feel stressed in the morning, I'll scroll through TikTok. When something bad happens at work, I'll go get takeaway. And hopefully now you cannot hear the drumming in the background. 
<laughs> so at the moment we're in heavy lockdown in New South Wales, Australia, and everyone around me has decided to do hardware and work on their house. So change the settings on the microphone so you hopefully doesn't pick it up and my editing skills can hopefully edit this out but just in case you're wondering what that farting noise is it's my neighbors doing house stuff so back on topic here look i used to do this and i still do it like back when i was um you know quite bad i would get heart palpitations in the morning my cortisol levels would rise i'd feel very frantic and i would just distract myself from the physical sensations and thoughts that I had around the day and thoughts that I also had around the feeling itself with something that gets my attention and distracts me. And then I would start work, which work is also another distraction or form of procrastination from my feelings. Now, when I do buff up, because yes, I'm a life coach, but I'm also still a human being. I buffer with a lot more intent now. Now I notice and I can pick up very easily when I am buffering. Like looking back, I didn't realize how much I used to buffer. One of the reasons I lost about 10 kilos, like I was mentally, you know, I was actually trying to lose weight. I was over exercising. And then I actually used that to buffer from everything that was going on in my life. And a lot of areas were kind of, not doing too well in regards to my relationship. I was still overworking, um, but I was really putting all my energy into exercise because like it's it feels good and it's virtuous, right? It's exercise. Not saying if you exercise a lot that it's bad. It's just you'll be able to observe what you're doing and how you're feeling and you'll able you're just able to make those connections a lot better. You can kind of sit there and go, oh okay, I'm buffering. Now, adding shame onto that does not help. You know, it's not like, oh no, I'm buffering from my feelings. It's just more noticing it is like one of the key first steps because it can be so automatic. What we can do is like, okay, for example, with me again, um, you know, I would feel depressed after work and I'd be like, this McDonald's family feast looks really good. (laughs) How about I order that for myself to feel better? And me and my partner realized very quickly it's cheaper to get a family feast for four people between two. (laughs) And honestly, I'm not going to lie, I could have easily ordered it and eaten that for myself. Um, It's great. And look, it's, it's a great sugar hit. It's a great, you know, dopamine hit. It's delicious. But I remember one time I, I, me and my partner ordered a family feast four times in a week. Like we had a really, really bad both of us week with work. And what we were doing is just ordering takeaway to just make ourselves feel better. Like it was just like, no, like it became, it started to become a habit and I could see this happening. And part of me really didn't want to get out of it. But the other part of me was like, well, this isn't making us feel hundred percent better. It's actually making my anxiety worse. Not because it's junk food and, you know, I'll put on weight, like literally ingesting all this sugar is not going to help it if I'm feeling really, really anxious and then if my sleep isn't too great. And what I was saying before is you're just able to pick up on it a lot a lot easier. So with lockdown and my business growing really, really fast, I've noticed I really seem to like Coca-Cola. <laughs> but the difference is before I would have said I have a Coca-Cola addiction, whereas now I'm like, no, I have a lot of feelings about my business moving fast and the lockdown. 
and I seem to want to want Coca-Cola at night after I finish working. I think I might be avoiding a feeling. So what I do now is I actually buffer a lot more intentionally. I'm just noticing when I'm doing it. And if you can seriously do that, you're halfway there. Awareness is honestly better than nothing. Now, of course, once you have, you know, noticed this, then realize this. As I always say, it's the name of the podcast. Now you need to sit with the feelings, which I know sucks. And that's why you can do little baby steps. First, again, notice what you're using to buffer. What is your go-to thing? What do you do when you're thinking these thoughts or feeling a certain way? Like identify the activities that lead to this. Just like I explained how I feel depressed at work. Then I go, you know, order family feast, eat it, etc. Don't change it just yet. Notice it. Then work out what activity you want to ease up on. Because here's the thing. You'll be doing it in a whole heap of different areas. You'll realize it's like, oh, wait, it's exercise. It's cleaning. It's everything. Do just one thing. And then I would say stop doing that activity for, say, 10 minutes. Describe the sensations in your body that you are feeling and ask yourself, you know, what am I feeling? Okay, I'm feeling depressed. What does this feel like in my body? Describe it to yourself like an alien would. Get super detailed and neutral, especially when you're just starting this out and these emotions can feel so raw, you like neutrality super duper neutrality is key here we need to sever that wired neural pathway that associates the thought about your mad boss with depressed equals order a family feast box so this would be for example if you're depressed physical sensations you might say to yourself well i feel heavy and the alien asks what's heavy well it's like a weight on my chest I'm also feeling very tired. Well, what is tired? Well, it's like blood through my brain is slowing down. There is a swelling or movement in my stomach, which is nausea. See how specific I'm getting here? There's a reason we do that because, again, your limbic system is just like depressed. Oh, my God. Then, you know, let's fire off this thought. Let's go do this action. We need to cut that out. Because saying I'm nauseous, I want to vomit is completely different to there is a swelling and movement in my stomach. That might not be how you describe it, but that's how I would describe it to myself. And they sound like completely different things. Even if you're doing this for like 10 minutes and then you're like, fuck it, I'm back to eating McDonald's. It's still something. Going cold turkey will not work because your brain is going to go into deprivation And you'll create an urge for yourself that you'll want to go into, which is also another episode topic I'll be looking into. Right now, you just want to notice how this feels in your body. Teach your limbic system that these feelings are okay and will not kill you when these situations happen. And I cannot stress this enough. Remove the shame completely for even doing the activity. Humans are not built for the 21st century. We are programmed to seek out comfort and pleasure. That's literally how we survived. In harsher conditions where food was scarce and bears could kill you, 
that made complete sense. Yes, you're going to seek shelter. If it's cold, you're going to hide in the cave and you're going to hibernate to survive. You're going to eat all the food and it's going to taste delicious. And then you're going to have all this energy stored up for when it's going to be harsher conditions. So now what we've done is we've taken old code that your brain is running on. And now we have applied it to a world where food is super available. And we have things like sugar and flour and bread and pasta and devices that allow you to be entertained and distracted whilst cozy in bed. Our limbic system is still running off this old code and you have bad thoughts and you want to avoid them. And you're also a human that wants to seek pleasure. So you bet your ass that you'll be going back to do this again and your limbic system is going to have a hissy fit if you try to go off it. It's like, no, these are good things. These are pleasurable things. These are great. This is what we need to survive. Like think of Uber Eats. You literally can be cozy in your pajamas at like 3 a.m. in the morning and order all this takeaway and it comes right to your door and it's warm and delicious. Like... (laughs) They did not have Uber Eats back in like the cave ages. I'm calling it cave ages. It's probably something someone listening to this who knows all about human history who was like, no. Basically, however, thousands or millions, I don't think it's millions, years ago that, you know, humans were living in caves and tribes without Uber Eats. And to top it all off, no one has taught us how to manage our minds. So again, we just have to rewrite the old code. We have to retrain it. We're saying, hey brain, these feelings aren't actually that scary. I can sit with them and become more mindful of the choices we're making and what we want to do from that. So in the next few episodes, I will also discuss how we overcome or work through over desire and just increased stimulation. But before that, I really want to discuss at a high level what buffering is so you can at least go out there and notice it and be aware of it and take some time to just sit with it. And in the next episodes, we're going to take this work a little bit deeper so we can really show and see how we can kind of take back that control and kind of just get to a place where, look, you still like we're not going to go full Puritan here. You can still order takeaway, etc. but you're doing it with more intent. You're not doing it based off a complete feeling or just so you can escape it. You're doing it because, you know, maybe you just want to like, you know, it's fun. So good luck, my friends go out there, start to notice yourself. Don't judge yourself. I do not want this to be a shame exercise that we do. It's just noticing Just notice what you're doing and see if you can sit with some of those feelings. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. 
Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.